Greetings and welcome back to another installment of the Fifth Column Podcast. This is uh, episode 33, I think. Or it's 34. I'm not sure. Uh, I am Camille Foster of Freethink. This is your almost weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle for people that make it and ourselves. Uh, the uh, content of this program, uh, well, I guess the program may contain strong language. We haven't quite figured all that <laughs> it out yet. May contain it. May contain it. <laughs> you know, there's, Prob- a, there's like a thread of hope that it's it going to be. It will. Camille's wearing a fucking Washington bullets hoodie. Oh my so God. let's uh, represent yeah. DC. Yeah. And those those two kind gentlemen uh, who uh, I heard are a chiming wi- I heard a wispy lady in, chiming in before they've even <laughs> been introduced, Bird-like. spoiling the surprises are Michael Moynihan of Vice uh, News mm-hmm. and Matt Welch, editor at large at Reason Magazine, unemployed, some other stuff, <laughs> editor at large, what a bullshit um, title. <laughs> and you know, I could stop and ask how they are. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but they, I mean, yeah. it's a little unruly, and things are a little out of sorts because we have a special, um, unexpected surprise today. It sounds the, like you're blaming it on her. Just no, I'm a, not. Okay. Well, kind of. Today, in the studio with us, we have the incomparably snarky. Is that how you do Really? Yeah. Fox News contributor, mm-hmm. star of the Greg Gutfeld show, which is for some reason named for some other yeah. dude, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Host guy. of the Cat Timpf podcast show yes. thing. Also Sh- national Writer tre- of things at National Review National Online. Treasure, future mayor of Detroit. Nice. Reigning Miss America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cat Timp, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Kat, when she when she came us. when she came in, she pointed out that she had uh, some a little bit of ground beef on her leg. I did. Oh. I, I mean, I just I don't know. You, it was like that's uh, it's not a euphemism for anything. First of all, <laughs> she literally literally <laughs> had ground beef on her leg. I'm pretty sure there's not one person in this country that's never found themselves with some sort of ground meat on their leg. I mean, that's probably true. That's I mean, because we're that's America. why we love this country. That's yeah. why we're America. And you know what? It is totally appropriate that that's the case because it is the second week. In which we can say proudly that President ele- President Elect Trump, yeah, proudly. and and obviously America <laughs> is on its way to proudly. being more great. Why Welcome is he pivoting away meat. from? Taco Everyone's meat. gonna have. Taco I'm not pivoting meat. away. I thought, I thought we'd stick around with taco meat. I'm for like not the pivoting first five away. Minutes. All right, taco beef on every leg. Yeah, <laughs> oh <my> Trump. Yeah. <laughs> That's Trump's his, America. His FDRism. A chicken in every pot. <laughs> chunk of taco meat on every knee. Taco beef. It was on my thigh. It was on my mid thigh. Yeah, I, I want to point out that uh, Kat Temp is that's wearing, what she said. Um, I'm wearing that? my Fox News Fox uniform. Fox News uniform, which is uh, some piece of like fuchsia fabric. Yeah. that's wrapped around your midsection. It so. looks really good. <laughs> yeah. It looks really good. I'm sorry that I'm not 30 yet. I think it's a very pleasant frock. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. God, be I think decent. I yeah. No, I'm just saying I think it's a little inappropriate. You need to relax, dude. <laughs> you need to relax. Let go, let God relax. Who's the, who's the congressman who just followed Jesus you? is the reason for the season. <laughs> let go. Who's the congressman who just followed Anthony Weiner? No, it wasn't a congressman. He was oh, a congressional a, a candidate slash OBGYN, Michael Burgess. <laughs> so I just want to say, these are the people that follow Cat Temp because it's mostly for the incisive political commentary and not uh, the taco meat on the leg. I'm really smart. Kind of stuff. I'm a really ah, smart sure, person. Sure. Um, sure. Sure, that's right. I'm also followed uh-huh. by many OBGYNs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's... <laughs> Camille, do you want to take uh, well, control of this? Well, Kat, I go Kat, off you will be, Kat, you will be delighted to know that we have sort of mutual uh, fans on on Twitter and, and stuff like that. And I suspect this young man is 
much more your fan than he is mine. Uh, but he did chime in after last week's show, um, and he suggested that we could not have on uh, our very good friend my, Snow Coon Schultz. Yeah, Andrew's my buddy too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Until but until we had you on, we couldn't have him on anymore. And, and it's um, funny because it, it happened because she was just like walking well, around in Midtown. Well, I wasn't trying to shed the. <laughs> that beef is not true. We bag. actually we actually had to get the we, make... me and Matt ate the beef together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's true. not true. We deliver for our fans. We do that. Does your wife listen to this podcast? <laughs> Does she speak English? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Matt broke beef. <laughs> broke a little beef. Oh, my God. And what's so, worse, Nick Gillespie sh- was watching shit. for most of it. Oh, really? Yeah, we broke beef, and Nick Gillespie's do good to break beef with Look us. Look at that. Wow. Well, he's, he's like, just vegan. watching from across the room? Yeah. Or he's at the table no, with him? he was like, at the table. Oh, he's table. at the table, just watching you eat and meat. And Ben and Kissel was there. It's very confusing. I mean, life in Midtown Manhattan here on the uh, decadent enclave uh, coasts, mm. far away from Trump's America, which is, mm. I think, Two and a half it's blocks. Like two and a half blocks. I'm yeah. pretty sure Manhattan yeah. is. It's on the east. I mean, Trump's in fairness, America. it's on the east side. And the other thing is that in Trump's America, apparently everyone gets about an inch and a half of Kahlua <laughs> in a glass when they come into this <laughs> podcast. It's a big ass. Well, literally, yeah. the, there's just there are three. I came in and I got to <laughs> congratulate them for that. There were three glasses of Kahlua with like not a lot of Kahlua in it. It's and all no, the Kahlua we had. No milk and no ice. So there's not even a white Russian. It was just like a. Uh, it was like an. It's like an Uzbek. <laughs> Tim and I, like, I, it, I want I want people to understand the the hardships of uh, doing major uh, media in, uh, yeah. in Midtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kat, Tim, and I went on our friend Kennedy's show, which uh, Camille was on yesterday. If mm-hmm. I'm, this is uh, true, have, uh, or the correct. day before. Uh, and Michael, of course, is Hollywood uh, Moynihan over here. Is, is I was asked it. to be on yesterday. And you said no because well, I didn't like, even respond. I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not allowed to. Wow, I'm not allowed to. Okay. Wow, I'm not, I'm not allowed to. So, uh, <laughs> Tim and I, along with Jamie Weinstein, Mr. Michelle Fields, uh, was on. <laughs> oh, is that right? Sure. Did you grab him by the wrist? <laughs> oh, he was trying God. to walk out. I touched him and he said it was a bruise. <laughs> so we. Uh, what? What? It's okay. Wow. It's, it's a podcast. Oh, no one yeah. can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> like that was like that was the level of whatever we should, that was. We way, should actually just, have mixtape sound effects. I just want to point out that um, it it had been a really I I went longer than anyone uh, for hearing what Corey Lewandowski sounded like, and I didn't know he was from New Hampshire. Oh, and he and look at him, he looks like one of those guys from New Hampshire. Like I grew up in Massachusetts. Like he has like a buzz cut, and he's like, "What's up, fucking uh, queer?" He's like that kind of guy. Yeah, he's he looks not like, like a, a nice guy. No, he and so and so I saw the tape, and I was like, I don't know. And this is, of course, like a year old. I don't know why we're talking about it. But um, when I saw him and heard him talk, I was like, oh, he totally did it. Yeah. Because he's like, he just looks like one of those guys from from Newey. Michelle, Michelle's nice. Jamie's nice. Corey's not nice. But you know, you're you're going for the air horns. You gotta say. <laughs> you know. Well, this is. I mean, this is what we do here. We rip everyone, uh, including ourselves. It's it's appropriate, and because we rip you, it doesn't mean we don't like you. But it may be an indication mm-hmm. of that. Could mean that. Usually just one. Could mean that. Yeah. But there there are there are substantive matters uh, afoot, and we will discuss them. In what depth are they, Camille? Thoughtfully. Well, apparently Donald Trump ditched the uh, press pool. And he yeah. went to get a steak dinner, and then it's in a national outrage. Yeah, this I ditched the deal. press. We ditched the press pool, Matt. You guys sure have did. a press we, pool? Well, not the press pool, but we ditched work to eat. 
You just ground beef. You just that's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same thing at all. Well, we did some day drinking. It was a networking event. It was a, yeah. we were networking with each other. Yeah. And Nick Gillespie yeah. and Ben Kissel. And you know what? I work very hard. This okay? is true. Yeah. I sure. work very hard. I got up at three this morning. Did you? Yeah. And you she started was drinking on, at because you're puking. Or something? No, let's no. let's be clear here. She was on a national review cruise for like ten days. Yeah. She was five, locked yeah. in with Kevin Williamson yeah. for ten days. For Imagine. Days. We all like Kevin, but like. Being trapped on he's a pretty boat, gaunt, isn't he? He's the guy. He's angry about he gets the things. Gother every yeah. day. Yeah. Um. I went really goth in like tenth grade, so not yeah, over yeah. it forever. Totally. Which yeah. is like I think when you're supposed to do it, but it was okay. You know, it was fine. But like, there's a you know, there's a morgue on the boat. Is there really? There's a morgue, and then I asked if it did tours, and then like it went south from there for me. <laughs> did you ask Kevin? No, or did you I, ask? You just asked like one of the guys in the uniforms with the yeah. No, why is there a more than one guy? Well, you know, maybe somebody people die for for people. You get retired. You go on cruises. You get too excited. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're on the floor. No pulse. Time to go to the morgue. I, you know, when <laughs> sure. I first I first met Kevin, I think I did uh, red eye with him <laughs> once, and I didn't know who he was when I came in, and he's like massive, yeah, and bald, and had like a. Ferocious chain. beard. He had like a chain around his neck or something. I can't remember. Yeah. And I and then like I saw him in Hot Topic. A Looks couple a bit like Sinbad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why like were you Sinbad? in Hot Topic? Like the comedian. He was yeah. picking up women in Hot Topic. That know? is I mean, that makes a lot girls, of sense. Women, the whatever. manager. You know, I was talking about the substantive issues. <laughs> okay, go go back to that. In, in America, <laughs> this is Sorry. this is going to be a very very. Moynihan's Hot Topic lurking and predatory oh, behavior is a yeah. substantive issue. I'm the I'm the Roman Polanski of Hot Topic. She was not unpersuasive. So, yeah, the Trump dinner, apparently not very interesting to us. <laughs> no, the, President-elect Trump no, is also no, no, no. also okay. tweeting again. Well, so I'll tell you, on happening. that one, it's, like, really annoying because we're at this point now that I have hated and everyone who's listened to this podcast. And it's not just throat clearing. It's just a weird position you're in. I hated him so much. And I have hated him so much. And now I just hate the people who hate him more. Yeah. And I forget about how, how repulsive and awful he is. And it's the narrative has been set in every like the hate crime narrative that he's going to destroy journalism. He's going to kill journalists and it's going to be no more First Amendment. So the the second like he's like, I'm going to have a, a dinner and there's going to be no press pool. People start freaking out and tweeting. And my theory on this is that Donald Trump just doesn't understand that that's normal, mm-hmm. that people like come when you have dinner. And that they'll be around and they'll – he's like, no, 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 I just – I'm not present yet. I just want to do this and you guys stay there. It, this is just him being dumb. And we always talk about how he doesn't understand any presidential protocol. And there hmm. was that piece in the Wall Street Journal about when he went and met with Obama. And he was like, whoa, Jesus, a lot of stuff you do as a president. Yeah. And he was like totally shocked by it. So it doesn't surprise me that he doesn't know what the press pool is and what their function is and how close they're going to be to him for the rest of the, the next four years. You know, provided doesn't get right. indicted into. I, I was the most anti-Trump, and then as soon as like election night, I was walking to the three to five a.m. Fox Business shift, and it was becoming clear that Trump was winning. And I saw adults, adult women, Crying. with their faces on the pavement sobbing. Yeah, oh, wow. there's. You, I've never done that. No, especially really? about politics. Yeah, I mean, about yeah, anything. I mean, I mean, I I mean not a... on the pavement. I mean, the privacy <laughs> of my own room yeah. on my floor. On Lou Dobbs's couch. Look. It's Stuart Varney's summer house. Stuart Varney and Lou Dot. Well, yeah. I mean, those are very nice floors. Yeah, it's, not, it's a parquet. It's not the pavement. It's a nice parquet. Of the New York. Well, I, I would agree that there there is much ado uh, about nothing uh, with respect to that story. But the other big story of the moment is uh, some dude named Bannon. 
who runs something called Breitbart, who has apparently been given a very important strategic mm. position within the White House. Um, and there is a great deal of upset about it because apparently he is either a spousal abuser, xenophobe, racist, white nationalist, anti-Semite, or... All of the above. All of the above. Yeah. yeah. And it is not quite clear. Uh, people are trying to figure this out. Let's, Actually, moveon.org has already fill it, figured it out. There is a preempt. Petition. Can we preempt Camille this time before he gets all Camille on us? Go for it. Here. Go for it. Tell us facts, Matt Welch. Wow. Is that ground beef fuel? Wow. That was a... Uh, 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 are we like a... Uh, Cat Tim is... Uh, a bong now. It's not... It's, it's not, not a bong. It's, it's not a bong. It's not a bong. Um, it's a vape. What do you think Steve Bannon is? Instead of talking about how people are wrong defining Steve Bannon as a big racist because racism doesn't exist in America and Camille's America, what do you think Steve Bannon is? You, Camille I was Foster. actually going to ask you guys. No, I want to ask you. I Because you I set honestly, it up already a little bit strong, Manny. Actually, I actually haven't. Straw, I didn't finish setting it up. You I, jumped I in I sure and did. cut me off because you've been drinking. Yes. And I've been talking to you about the problems that I think you may have with the alcohol. It's a solution. It's not a problem. Well, let me do this. I'm going to go to spin class tomorrow. <laughs> so there. I think that I think that there is there is any number of interesting angles to uh to attack with the whole Breitbart story. I honestly have a fairly low opinion of Breitbart as a publication. Me too. Um and I honestly had Camille, not they given have a section uh, at vertical Bannon. called Black Crime. I know, I know. Yeah. They literally have a vertical called Black Crime. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah with all, all yeah. of six, it's and, actually, and, and, a, it's not I, a vertical. I always, I always gave uh, Vice a hard time for having an EDM one called Thump. It's not a vertical. <laughs> but they have one called good. Black Crime. I've, I've, how many times do I have to say it's they not a vertical before you too. back away from what that? What is it? It's a tag. It's a section. <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's a, a, it's a tag. No, it's a tag, and it's attached to like six stories. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. What I was saying was- like White I, crime, no space I for this. Not, <laughs> I have not paid any attention to Steve Bannon whatsoever um, up until sort of recently. Uh, so I didn't have a strong opinion on him. And at this point, I still don't. Um, I have been searching for concrete, particular evidence demonstrating that the guy is what they say he is. Uh, and what I found is a tag- on a number of articles um, mm. that says black crime, half of the stories that appear there are apparently about like black people committing a crime against but some other black person. But that means there's someone on the black crime beat being mm. like, "Look out no, for black people it doesn't. doing it bad means stuff." That, it means that there are six. This in our it means that there are six black people doing bad stuff. It means that there are six stories that have the tag "black crime" associated with it. But yeah. it doesn't much. You mean, know where you don't. You don't that. see that. But at the anyway, New York Times. Well, but anyway, they have tags. And, but and anyway, also the headlines. I'm, they did a. They did a. They did a rundown of the headlines. You see, like yes, even like Milo's, which about like one of the most of the headlines. Right, the the birth control makes women yeah. like unattra- like unattractive. Even if that's true, you're still gonna bang more people because condoms are a bummer. Mm, yeah, uh-huh. not, you know. So it's like, nah, that's a yeah. boom. I'm not sure not. that was his argument, but um, <laughs> no, his he's... argument was it makes you unattractive and crazy. Yeah. And even if that's true, you still yeah. want to be on birth he's, control. I mean, is he not a really great witness on this one, considering he's right. a gay uh, uh, Greek guy or something? Or he's, he... he's gay, I believe. Is is he not Jewish? Uh, no, nah, he's kind of. It's okay. put on. A little bit, yeah. But he's super into hard. black dudes. I mean, that's as you know personally. Part, well, of, he has declared it. He has declared it in many places. It, and the one time that we did media together, it's he part of the, was so. All I need to do to avoid ever aggressive. being called a racist is just run down the street screaming, "I'm super into black dudes." <laughs> no, no, we haven't. Well, I we saw haven't. Her running down the street. Well, we haven't. We haven't gotten thing. to that. We haven't yeah. actually gotten to that yet. Yeah. Um, so, never, look, by the way, it never protected Strom Thurmond. 
when he said, I'm super, into, super black into black ladies. Black yeah, who worked for me. <laughs> Not just for like, a very, very low wage. So here's the, here's the thing, though. I wonder, I wonder if there is any more sort of evidence yeah. to support the assertions that, that Steve Bannon is like a horrible racist beyond the tags on these on these stories. I mean, beyond go to Breitbart the, right now and read a bunch the of titles. headlines. He's in charge well, no, of I'm, it. I'm, I'm asking. Beyond the titles... Um, on this handful of articles, none of which seemed like explicitly racist, or some of them were kind of crazy, um, but none of them seemed explicitly racist. I and guess. an assertion from his uh, his ex-wife, like in their divorce proceedings, that he might be an anti-Semite. Now, if if you ask me, if you ask me personally, um, is that evidence of uh, a? devotion to white supremacist causes? I don't know if it's a devotion or not. I do know that if I walked into my National Review meeting and said, we need to tag every story for black crime so we can have a trending section on the right that's, you know, black people doing bad stuff. I don't know. Which is what it creates. You know what's what's so odd is that I think that is the that is certainly the narrative. I don't know that that is what well, here, here's the, the I'm, gonna, one, the I'm one, actually going to look and I'm going to see how the, many articles there the are one, and I'm going to see how way, long yeah, ago they got yeah, They one, never don't mention one is One is too many. But the, the one thing I, I would say is that the one way I have a problem with it is because over the years, I have known people at Breitbart, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I knew Andrew a, br- a bit, and you know, I disagreed with him a lot, and uh, on, on almost everything. But I liked him; he was a nice guy, and that was the case with a lot of people. And the thing about it is that if Bannon is responsible for this, which I think he is, there are other people too that are responsible for this. Some of whom I know, and um, like Larry uh, Sablov, you know, uh, who's. Um, I always found a very nice and charming guy. Democrat, too. Uh, oh, is he really? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think I ever talk politics with him, so I don't know his politics, really. But, yeah, I mean, look, you gotta, you got to be responsible for something in some way. But there is, of course, to, to your point, Camille, there is a concerted effort to make sure that we have somebody in this early phase of the administration and, and the transition who can be have that white nationalist badge stuck on him and whether or not it's true i don't know because to 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 camille's point i have heard i've seen the headlines the milo pieces and you know you work for this website i would never work for that website i would never byline something at that website i would i i resisted writing for uh andrew's original sites big whatever big hollywood Mm -hmm. big piece and all that stuff and I, i i can't imagine why anyone would to be honest but you know, look, I mean, what has Bannon said that's bad? I mean, if we are going to something that is that his ex-wife uh, said in their divorce proceedings, that's pretty thin gruel in a lot of ways. Um, you know, he's, I like I that. The, that's a good. That's a good metaphor. I love the, 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 the fact that Breitbart the other day had a defense of him and it was an interview with Alan Dershowitz. And he was like, you know, I think uh, this guy's all right. <laughs> Jesus God, this yeah. is not, not the best defender. But I, I don't I don't know because mm-hmm. I haven't heard enough of what he said specifically would it surprise me not really well well don't you don't you suspect don't you suspect at this point that if there was sort of a very like devastating charge a smoking gun that that you would hear it and the truth is as i said i've I've only done so much looking because i'm only so curious about it and quite frankly it is clear to me the the reasons i dislike breitbart as a public publication are are pretty easy to to count i mean for me like they and quite frankly bannon as well by extension, perhaps, 
seem to be folks who are interested in like grand, ridiculous political theatrics um, and flying close to the sun and being deliberately offensive and provocative. It, it's, in fact, the Bloomberg profile, a very long Bloomberg profile about yeah, Bannon, Josh, Josh Green, um, right, has yeah. has has uh, attributes to him the mantra "Honey Badger, don't give a shit," which is to say. Um, that we just kind of do what we want. And, and the, the, the story that they unfold there um, is uh, the one about the woman that was fired from the Obama administration. Uh, uh, Shirley, Shirley Sherrod. Sherrod. Yeah. yeah, who was yeah. fired from the Obama administration after Breitbart leaked, well, not leaked, but released a video, uh, an edited video that was edited to make her seem like a racist. Um, and Which, by the way, they always claim they got the video in that state and never that, that they didn't edit it. Breitbart does? Y- yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I gave them – I criticized them. And I remember I did an interview for that Hating Breitbart documentary right. in which – there's like a little bit of it in the film, um, but the final film. But it was mostly me criticizing them for just the shoddiest possible journalism. And they, they yeah, to that point, they're – I mean the whole thing is political theater. And I think the charge is you know, you're making money off this stuff. And you're making a career off this stuff, uh-huh. not necessarily that you are this thing. And that's a distinction maybe without a difference to some people. But to me, I mean, I think that it's, you know, it, it is a different thing, but it's still a very scummy thing. Well, if that's you're just like it. Selling, like, selling this kind of product yeah. and debasing the political debate by doing, well, I mean. Sometimes yeah. it debases itself. It but, does, but if if you run a, a shoddy, a shoddy yeah. media operation that cannot be seriously thought of as a journalistic institution that peddles in half-truths, like, that seems to me sufficient condemnation. Sure. Like, to reach for the anti-Semite globalist, uh, um, well, he he is anti-globalist, there's no doubt about that, but the xenophobia and the racism charge on the basis of a number, a couple of stories— um, and it really does look like I'm it's six saying, stories that have a tag Breitbart that says black is time. The Pepe the like, Frog Twitter's number one news yeah. source. Yeah. And it's their number one yeah. news source. This is and there's no doubt about that. And I think the alt right is sort of the other boogeyman of um of like this campaign cycle. Uh, I'm I am fine how, saying this. How, explain. Well here's 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 how I'll explain and, and this is a good pivot. We can pivot to this uh you are still crying wolf um uh, story that's been making the rounds today from Slate Star Codex. Look, the the alt right, so far as I'm concerned and able to tell, um, is a bunch of folks on Twitter and a constellation of other sort of loosely a loose confederation of other kind of weirdos. Um, some of which uh, are definitely angry white supremacists from the Stormfront crowd. Yeah. Um, but there are very few of those people in the country. And it isn't clear at all. In fact, it is obvious. It is explicitly true that not everyone in the alt-right agrees with them and that there is a great deal of sort of confrontation that happens between these groups. There's a lot of factions, a lot of diverse perspectives there, and it's a really small group that makes a tremendous amount of noise online. In fact, this, the story that I referred to that is making the rounds makes a couple of different arguments. The, the upshot, however, is that there has been a great deal of media upset for a very long time uh, people crying that Donald Trump is racist, the evidence of which is that he is openly racist. And <laughs> the, the specific things that are cited we're all very familiar with, the Mexicans and <clears throat> um, comment and some other things. But the specific thing that I thought was really interesting about the way he unpacked the alt-right stuff was to, to simply look at where the tweets are coming from. Mm. And there's like a thousand Twitter accounts that most of the nasty, despicable 
alt-right tweets have come from, according to the analysis of this, um, the analysis from this anonymous writer. I have, yeah, to, but, I have um, to also say that it is kind of sad that it's some anonymous writer, like Slade Star Silo, whatever uh-huh. the hell it is. That is doing this, and that actually nobody in the media has tried to quantify. How I, big I would, I would agree. Writers. There's, there's would... been some stories that have tried to uh, to get at that. I think BuzzFeed was trying to unpack like how big the size of the alt right is and that kind of stuff. Because but the, but the, there hasn't been a concentrated also... effort from like the New York Times um, or the Wall Street Journal or any of these other. Like, well, everyone accepts it. Everyone accepts it based on what there is. Everyone accepts it based on the fact that if you say something, if you're on Twitter and you say something negative about Donald Trump. You're gonna have a rough couple of days in your mentions. yeah. I mean, I've, I've had that too. Time. I've had that too, and it's it's. But the one thing I've never done about it is like made a spectacle of it of people saying like there's, there's usually some writer who's you know so, uh, you know an ethnic minority, someone who's Jewish, someone who's gay, or something, and then these like trolls slither out of the of the sewer and attack them for like a day. And then it's like you know, oh, it's much every, longer every, than a day. Everyone, go, everyone, go <laughs> they look have at nothing their, else to do. Yeah, like everyone, go look at their Twitter, the Twitter feed of so and so, and see how horrible everything is I mean, in this country. Consistent. But to Camille's point, I do think that the, you don't have to be that many people online to make noise and make a trend story. That look at the look at the sort of garbage. And the other thing is that people don't understand. I once reviewed a book on anonymous that uh, was written by this. The wonderfully named Parmi Olson is actually a really, really good book. And it's really sad. It's, if anyone's watched South Park this season, yes. of like the, 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 the drawings of the trolls is exactly right. Because these, these guys were getting arrested in Anonymous and they would haul these like Asperger's cases out in their like, you know, wheelchairs to like face a judge in like Northern England. And I think a lot of these people is like the whole thing was like, we do it for the lulls, uh-huh. which is like a hard thing to explain. And it's just like, they the more you're offended by something, the more these people take it. And right. look, of course, there are the, the Trump people. There are the storm from people. I don't deny that at all. But there's a lot of like this 4chan type stuff is that if you give them an opening, they're like, I don't give a shit what it is. If it's racism, if it's anti-feminism, if it's if it's misogyny. And I will go nuts on it for two weeks because you know what I'm actually doing? I'm actually making news stories. And, and on and 4chan, will on do 4chan they celebrate every big news story that they get and every time they get covered. And like, remember they, how they fun it. prank calling was. Yeah. You know, you do Star 69 and you prank call somebody and you laugh forever and ever and you just say the most my friend Katie we used to we used to call people and say that she was going to come over and poop in all their socks you know oh what I mean it's God. like a really Katie norm- Katie <laughs> that's so Katie although so the kids Katie. the kids have socks. stepped it up since then because they do they do uh, swatting that's all she wants for, like, to do a paper bag or something a little bit bigger so that, I mean the sock is, uh, is more interesting the uh <laughs> Look, I, I, I think there's stepping Normal. back, there's a broader concept here. And I've been haunted by this or thinking about this in terms, uh, obviously, of 9-11 and the Iraq war. And hear me out here, which is to say that um, something will happen. Hell of a transition. Yeah. It is. Yeah. A big thing will happen. A, big, a bogey a will happen. Uh, I won't say the Holocaust is a bogey, but some big thing will happen. Yeah. And, uh, you might be against the big thing. You might want the big thing to be reacted to in a different way than the government at any given time is reacting to it. And then you will look around and notice that the people who also agree that the reaction to the big thing is bad are really irritating the shit out of you. They are going to the local 
preschool and staying around and being comforted by the preschool teacher and crying in the streets and, um, you know, uh, putting magic marker in their face. I'm with her. They're wearing safety pins. They're doing things that are objectively kind of irritating and comical, even if you kind of agree with the initial uh, impulse to be against the thing that happened. And so it's very easy to get drawn into hippie punching. To get drawn into, look at the ridiculous overreaction. So Steve Bannon, to get to your original point here, Camille. Original, Steve, original question. Original question, but also your point. Um, is that Question Steve, that you wouldn't answer. You refused to answer it and insisted no, I, that I answer it first. Listen, I will, I'm going to go to your point Good. and then leave your insults uh, bes- uh, aside. for. There was no insult. The, stop it. Uh, is that he uh, is kind of a low-rent crap publisher mm-hmm. um, who doesn't have any particular – interesting insight on stuff on the speeches that uh, he is said to have uh, co-authored or been the principal author of that Donald Trump has given some of them have been his very worst speeches talking about international financiers yeah, who are trying C's to destroy get degrees man like you know he gave the speeches true no that's actually important but so like he's just crappy on his own regardless of racism but like we can look at that and we can decide that the most important thing to talk about is that the hippies are exaggerating how bad he is. Mm-hmm. I think the more interesting point is that he's just bad. He is bad. I'm not going to use the same language as the hippies to talk about his badness because I think that you, that, you know, citation is needed. I agree yeah. with you right. on and, this. Yeah, yeah. And, and back to the cry wolf thing. I do agree with that. I've written about that. I mean, remember the binders full of women? Uh-huh. It was an out of touch thing. Like binders full. Like what is it even? That's really weird. If you really right. do have binders full of just like what? What does that mean? But the Although, way the way people reacted I, that, that to that, that the reacted. The reaction to that, like what what is there left for when you do have these something, serious things something going significant on? That's it's on. like the Access Hollywood tapes. Obviously, he's just laughing about bragging about being able to sexually assault women. But when you've already gone ape shit over, oops, I'm a Mormon and I don't drink coffee and I don't understand why binders full of women is weird, then people aren't going to be as reactive. They're sick of hearing people constantly, you know. We've been called racist and sexist over nothing, and maybe some of right. the people have. So then they see that in Trump, and when Trump claims it, they're like, he knows how we feel. It's just like us. So, yeah. They- yeah, and they, and they also say, I don't believe that he's a racist because um, it's happened to me. It's probably They're right. probably saying the same thing sure. about him. Well, and I feel it but, it. but to the other point, which is the one that's, that's important, is that the distinctions is important because, like, uh, uh, Steve Bannon, from all accounts, is a complete piece of shit. Yeah. He's just a piece of shit as a human being. And his brain, what he thinks, sort of ideologically, also falls under the piece of shit category. There's certainly but evidence th- for the latter in there, my estimation. There is. And, you know, um, uh, even, like, Ben Shapiro, who used to work for him, said, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, one of the worst people you could possibly imagine. Yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, I'll take their word for it. But the other thing is that... If you're calling him a white nationalist, and this is the thing about a matter uh-huh, of degrees, uh-huh. what do you call David Duke? Exactly. Well, that's that's. I one... don't think he's the same thing. And well, I, I think any reasonable person that didn't have an ideological axe to grind or wasn't, you know, you know, bumping like smacking their head on the fainting couch every two seconds uh-huh. for the past eight ten days, yeah. would say, yeah, you know, there's a degree of difference between David Duke, who has been photographed many times marching in a Nazi uniform right. that had a, that had a sign "Gas the Chicago 7, and who is the the Grand Kleagle of the Klan, and who writes books about Jewish world domination, is not the same thing as Steve well. This Bannon. is well. This is the this is the issue, and and this was sort of the fun. This is a fundamental issue I have with this piece, and I I like most of it. I agree with most of it, um, but the fundamental issue I have is this this 
notion that the problem here with Crying Wolf is that you will not be able to point out real racism when it rears its ugly head, that people won't understand that David Duke is genuinely awful because you've, you've blown your load, so to speak. Uh, when you talk so, I, love it, I love when you say something and then you fall so by, to so speak. to speak. I mean, we know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. My, my, like my, my wife, so to speak. my wife, and now he's now my wife. And now you follow that up listening. with my wife. Yeah, yeah. My wife sure, is listening. Yeah. I don't yeah. want her so to think so that I am trying to be deliberately crude, despite the fact yeah. that sometimes I kind of am. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're you're ruining this for me, Moynihan. Um, so, so, but this, but what I'm saying, but what I'm I'm saying is I I don't think people need, I don't need people, I don't think people need any help figuring that the hell out. Like the real risk here isn't that we won't be able to point out who the racists are to the, to the Luddites who are out there in the world. Cause there are very few genuine racist white supremacist sympathizers in this country. They're just, they're just are. It's a friggin' fact. But I'm saying what people there, are what more. There are, though, what there are, though, give me two, two more seconds. I think when you're talking about that, you are not talking about any of the other substantive issues. As you pointed out, Matt, why are we still talking about this? There's so much other important shit. Bannon is objectively bad. There are all sorts of well, awful policy things that he... But what I'm saying is he will be in the White House. That is a fact. We're not talking about the fundamental substantive policy shortcomings G- of G- Bannon because we're busy arguing about whether or not he is a white supremacist sympathizer, a, a charge for which there is zero threshold in, in the public space today. And in this particular case, there is not a great deal of concrete evidence well, to make the case stick. One of the reasons that we don't talk about substantial or people don't talk about substantial policy issues is because when they're done talking about how dumb the people are uh, who voted for Donald Trump, and I suspect I've said that a number of times, in the past, I'm not, I'm not you know, accepting well, you say myself. That about everyone. So. But is that the people who say that to me are also morons? We talked about this a little bit in the show last week. And it's because this whole thing about fake news, there was literally someone on my Twitter feed who tweeted about this, Mark Zuckerberg's responsible for the election of Donald Trump because of fake news, who had also tweeted a, a hate crime report that turned out to be faked. And there was nothing in it that that was like it was confirmed by the police. And he probably doesn't know that witnesses. And you know, because it's gone, it's already happened, and it's already lodged and embedded in their head. So the narrative, every single one of my friends uh, posting these things, you know, an explosion of hate crimes. You'll never see in this, and I think I mentioned this last week. You never see in any of these stories is to use that verb in the headline. You have to have a baseline, right? What explosion over what? And there's no. The New York Times had a thing this week. That said, you know, the, the hate crime uh, surge in Trump's America, et cetera. And it was the, the FBI released hate p- crime figures from 2015. From last year. Yeah. And it was like they're conflating all this. See, well, you know, it, it's probably started then because, uh-huh. of, because of Trump. And then if you look at the numbers on religious um, hate crimes, it was like there's a, a, you know, an 80% increase on anti-Muslim hate crimes. All this stuff is actually so low to begin with that that is, ends up being 65, 150, or whatever other instances. We're a nation of 330 million people. That's actually not an epidemic, I would say. And uh, of religiously motivated hate crimes, 52% of them were anti-Semitic hate crimes. You know how many Jews are 2% of the American population and they are victim, quote unquote, I don't know, I haven't looked at these numbers, I don't know if they're true, if they're right, but according to the FBI, 
52% of the religiously motivated hate crimes in this country are against 2% of the population, which are Jews. So, I mean, is there, is there cause for, for hyperventilation about that? I don't know. I mean, honestly, the honest answer to that question is I don't know. I once wrote a piece about, about the hate crime numbers and how um, surprisingly low they were uh, for, I think, Tablet a while ago. And, you know, people just want this stuff to be true. So when someone's lecturing you on the fake news cycle, fake news, fake news, which, as I said last week, and I have to say it again because I think it's an incredibly important point, is that this allows us to continue the narrative that no one did anything wrong, that we didn't misunderstand people. We didn't misunderstand what they were after and what the voters wanted. We didn't sort of leave our park slope in Brooklyn to maybe go to a Rust Belt town and talk to these people and see if they're sort of, you know, slobbering races. Like what 10 they, miles away in Brooklyn, uh, for oh, example. Oh, no, 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 or Staten be, Island. There was 86% of one district uh, in the Rockaways, 86%. That's like 500 votes for Donald Trump. You could just take the A train out there and it would, and you could you could talk to people, firefighters, et cetera, and figure this shit out, but nobody wants to do that. I got so it. So instead, yeah. what they do is, the, is this idea that it's Facebook allows you to say, you know, they're just normal. Like, if they weren't misinformed, they'd be on our side. I did No, do they that. wouldn't. I did do that, by the way. I got a drink, uh, public drinking ticket from a cop in the Rockaways who said he was voting for Trump. <laughs> that was that's, that's, that's the great. That's you some real Bravely life journalism. That's I was drinking really, yeah. some rosé wow. with my friend Nora on the beach. Glass or plastic? We were drinking some, yeah. And yeah. then, and then, uh, and then <laughs> yeah. the lady cop complained about her period and said she was also voting for Donald Trump. It was really? a horrible experience all around. Did, that did is she very think that confusing. Trump was going to stop the period or something? What was and the then relationship were, of the period comment? There to was Donald none. Trump? She wasn't on like I wish, I, like I yeah. want one. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I, you know what he I mean? She kept, me rubbing the, yeah. her, she kept rubbing her uterus. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like I can report this. I Did feel you like write this her a ticket? Not, I want to write you a ticket for being an insufferable creature. Um, but oh that's just God. how I... No, I'm serious. Like, what, giving me a yeah. ticket and you're talking to me about your uterus? What is this? This is not what the founding fathers had in mind. No, yeah. you're right. No, you're right. 100%. Did Was you... that in the Constitution? Nope. I Thoroughly unconstitutional. Not, but Is that the day you joined uh, BLM? <laughs> yeah, I did. You I realize did. that the cops. I was just marching no good. in the streets right mm-hmm. after that. I was like, "Don't be rubbing your uterus in front of me while you're yeah. writing me a ticket and talking yeah. about your period. Yeah. Like we're friends. Yeah, we're not friends. What, what, I gotta pay thirty dollars because you're ass. What yeah. part of their body do you, you want them to rub friends. while they're rub- writing zero tickets. parts? Okay, I want to them know. to not write me the ticket. If For you want to be my friend, don't write me a ticket. Be like, hey, I was going to write you a ticket, but now I'm not going to because I'm on my period and I understand what it's like to need rosé. And then if you want to rub your uterus in front of me, Mm. I will give you a pass. Uh, do, do you think that we're losing listeners now, or do you think I we're gaining? Did, I, don't I just know. don't know. I don't I know. I, I think they want to see the, how far this will go. I'm sorry, I'm talking about real America. Shit yeah, she's here. like, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. Listen, I don't want to stop elitist, you. you know, I don't want to stop croissant, you. Matt. See, uh, there is a part of America where it's acceptable to be a police officer and rub your uterus in mm-hmm. front of the. Uh, and that is, and and that is right. And that's where that's Trump right, won. And that's right here in New York City. And that's where right? Trump won. Making America great again. For I wrote a piece for, uh, for the LA Times today that all Does this involve uteruses in Donald Trump? All of you then read. shut it. And <laughs> it was a kind of uh, friendly suggestions to my liberal friends in California from the position of a libertarian. Libertarians always lose elections. We're always disappointed what happens. Mm-hmm. We are always playing defense against an overweening and increasingly authoritarian government. So here are some ideas for what uh, you might be able to do to play defense in the coming era and to cope. And the last point that I made in that 
was to be able to distinguish between events, uh, gradations of awfulness, uh, to not just to uh, describe a policy preference that you don't agree with. Oh, they're going to regulate this thing somewhat differently uh, as being equal to fascism. Like find find your fascism yeah. where it is yeah. and that it's coming. I mean, we talk about why why is it upsetting that Steve Bannon and the alt-right has kind of a place in the White House? Well, because the president has a lot of executive power, and that executive power can be used. And there's already been a discussion about what kind of databases they might have of certain immigrants and whether we had those uh, databases under the uh, the Bush administration and these types of things. There's a, a someone who's sort of a pro-Trump spokesman in the media talking uh, positively or at least presidentedly uh, about uh, Japanese internment. And they have some prosecutorial discretion on these issues, that's where we should be paying attention to rather than over-focusing on kind of broad-based fears that might just be a slight But by the way, that guy it was like a spokesman for some pack, right? Does he have any Standing. connection to the transition or the camp beyond? I, mean, Don't I have know. no idea. But it was like there was a lot of hyperventilating about this this morning and like, here it, here it comes. But I, I think, think was, as far as I know, it's just a dude on Fox. True. But so we also maybe we have an intellectual have no idea. we have an intellectual climate in which Michelle Malkin in 2002 or three wrote a book that was a defense of internment. Yeah. We know that there are people around the Trump administration, Frank Gaffney, for one, who's part of the transition team, or at least he's an advisor that's being around them. Is, he, is Gaffney actually involved Gaffney has been. Why uh, the fuck are we talking about Steve Bannon when Frank Gaffney and when is Frank near... Gaffney is involved? Who is like one of the most repugnant creatures in the swamp of Washington? About draining the swamp, he's the he's the spawn of the swamp. Well, it matters he's why the one he's repugnant. Uh, like, why is he repugnant? Why? Oh, sure. God, where do I begin? You try. Uh, I mean, use, wh- use the word racism and you get twenty points. Uh, no, I, well, I mean, I see. Just, that's why we're not talking about it. What, uh, no, well, you, you can you use could it. probably use it with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obsessed with Muslims. Um, and his not Twitter in the way feed, of like I'm really interested in their culture. His Twitter <laughs> feed is 100 I'm collecting their art all day long. It's about how Huma Abedin is on the verge. It's like a Muslim Brotherhood. Is yeah. uh, in everybody is yeah. everybody is affiliated with the Muslim Brotherhood, including Grover Norquist. He was like the original Grover. Is part of he was kicked out of the Conservative Political Action Conference for two years. CPAC, which mm-hmm. is Young conservative activists come from outside. And uh, full of freaks, by the way. So if you get kicked out of yeah. that, that's amazing. And libertarians and yeah, K- yeah, but, mean, a, but I'm just saying that the, I mean, the thresholds, I mean, it's pretty high. He was kicked out for two years because the fucking John Birch Society was there when I was there. Yeah, uh, you, uh, fi- you find weirdos at all um, no, devoted political. He was saying that Grover Norquist is a possible agent of creeping Sharia law in this country. Yeah, yeah. and that was like an open accusation from Frank Gaffney. He has the ear of the presidential trans team. And so, you know, that's the same overlap with the Michelle Malkin internment stuff. So, yeah, it was some like rando. The Michelle Malkin internment yeah. stuff. There's no, I mean, Michelle. <laughs> it's just no, Michelle I know, Malkin. But it'll never get it'll never get more normal. And so yeah. and so given that it's the incoming yeah. president who ran as a candidate and said that we should ban Muslims, uh-huh. which is not a small little thing. That's an actual yeah. kind of a big thing. It's more important to me than whether Steve Bannon can be called X or Y or Z. But one of the points that I would like to make to anybody is that. You know, and this is a lot of friends of mine personally in, in California. They wanted me to immediately or wanted everybody that they knew to immediately put on their Facebook feeds and all their social media outlets that 
Steve Bannon is a white supremacist, and if you don't forward this right now, then you're, you're complicit in the white supremacy thing. It's like, actually, how about let's focus on the banned Muslim thing and the people who are around Trump who have actually argued for these things and recognize <laughs> that he has executive power to do no, those just, things. And I think people do focus on that, but I think at the same time, you can have all these problems. Let's say you're a completely fucked up individual and you have all these problems and people know it. But then, you know, you, you go to your cousin's wedding and you bring a, a guy that's also fucked up. Your grandma's also going to be like, this guy is messed up. What's she doing with this guy? So we're America. Grandma's the people complaining. And that guy's Bannon. I that, wish I had the key before I got the metaphor because that's good. It's a good one. I have to say, I like, I like to the, catch up. I like the metaphor. And it's and it's. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's, it reminds me of this. I mentioned South Park, this this the episode a few weeks ago. Where the Trump character, who's uh, Mr. Garrison, is on stage and he's, they're like, you know, the, it's really – our polls numbers are tanking because of the grabbing the pussy comment. <laughs> and he gets up on stage and he's like doing like an Andrew Dice Clay routine, smoking cigarettes. And he's like, you know, I, he says like, you know, this woman, I, she was standing next to me. I just stuck my finger in her butthole. And mm. like this women in the audience get up and there's that great moment where he's like, he's like, oh, you're cool with the Muslim shit? You're, uh, the Mexican yeah. stuff's fine? But the, the butthole <laughs> stuff was too much? And I was like, yeah, actually that – is the point, isn't it? It's like we're at this point where why, what offends people, I don't understand. I do get why no one's talking about like Shinzo Abe met with Donald Trump today because you have to think about that. Yeah. To, to, to call, to go out in the racism stuff and to how offensive he is. It's like, look, I get that and I know it and it grosses me out too. But we have to deal with this guy that's going to be in the White House and who wants to launch trade wars with China and thinks was an, was an anti-interventionist six days ago and, and now is trying to find, you know, a cubby for John Bolton and, you know, people who are writing op-eds in 2015 about bombing Iran. This, that concerns me a little more well, at can this we, point. Can we pivot uh, to, the, to the policy side of this for a little bit? Because that is another thing that I've actually been thinking about this week as well. I mean, Bannon um, and, and some folks who are somewhat cautiously optimistic about what the Trump administration may actually yield uh, that is good uh, have been pointing to foreign policy. They've been pointing to Bannon as a non-interventionist. Uh, but the more that I scrutinize this and look at it, the more he seems less like a non-interventionist and more like an isolationist. Yeah, um, but is, I, isn't that a meaningful difference? I guess, but can I, I want to go back to his point about the, the sure. pussy tapes for a second. Go for I it. I think it's a numbers game. I think <laughs> that it's about being personally, I think it's about being tapes. a personally affected, like a personally affected. Like you can be like, I recognize it's fucked up. He wants to ban all Muslims. I yeah. recognize this and that. But if you're a woman, most women have been in a situation where they've been taken advantage of by a powerful man one way or another because they were powerless. Even if it's you know not that serious, even if you're working in a, a restaurant as a waitress and you have a creepy manager, mm -hmm. even if it's that simple. So if it's something that's happened to you, it resonates more. You can recognize that something's fucked up, but if it's something that's happened to you, it resonates more. And so just like by the numbers, there's more women of any race than there are people of a specific race. I think that's right. And the other thing was I was in a, at a school in, like, in Iowa before the Iowa caucuses. And it's in northwestern Iowa. And it's 90% minority, majority minority. Because there's like hog processing plants in the middle of nowhere. And uh, the place actually where Steve King was born, ironically enough. And so I went to the school and the, the, the principal was showing me around and the kids were like running up and hugging her. 
And she said, well, you know, I go and pick the kids up all the time because the parents work like these 12 hour shifts and like to get to the school. I drive around myself around this big, you know, spread out town, pick these kids up. And she loved these kids. It was like it was like it was like a Benetton commercial. There was like all these like different races, kids talking. And she was like picking them up. And we sat down like, all right, I'm going to interview now you uh, interview now. And she said, um, yeah, if we're going to talk about politics, let's talk about Trump because, you know, um, he's my guy. And I was like, wait, what's 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 happening? You like all these. And I was like, just say that, you know, these are the children of illegals or undocumented or whatever we're supposed to say these days. And she said, yes, of course I do. The 98 percent of them are undocumented. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is it? And she said this thing, which is 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 to, to your point. She's like, look, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. I'm yeah, going yeah. here. And he, and he I, has been backing off the he, claims he systematically. Made, he just says these bombastic things. But when you say, like, I'm powerful and I can sexually assault a woman, that is a different thing. That resonates with people. You are privately, when you would not lie, when you would have no reason right. for double talk, you would privately, or, you, I mean, and, maybe and, you and do. And the people who are surrounding him burst out laughing. Yeah. I, I, look, I get it. We've unpacked this before. We've unpacked that yeah, before. I, but I, I think, think it's bigger... very different to make an igno- if If you were but, to make an admission that you had sexually assaulted a woman, like, I might punch you in the mouth. Yeah, like, I would I mean, do that. Yeah, it's like, but I, think, I would assault you physically yeah. because that's not nice. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. It's also yeah. illegal. Um, but, yeah, if, but, but then you made, but if you made a filthy joke, and... if you made a filthy joke yeah. about pedophilia, like I might actually. I probably laugh. did that in the past forty-five minutes. I know. I, I, I did. A, I made a Polanski joke. That's no, why I said yeah. it. But Was the, that on there? But the narrative surrounding yes. sexual oh, assault. The narrative surrounding sexual assault has also changed. Yes, it has. Since you know he made those comments, maybe he would. Plus, you know, if you're if you are in the host role, I've been you know when I do my podcast or whatever, if I do something else, or if you know I'm just talking to someone in a green room. They start saying crazy shit. You just like, you're polite. You're like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. because yeah. you don't want to get involved. No, you don't want a hot mic. That's, that's why I defended Billy Bush. Well, I think on this show I defended Billy Bush. Billy Bush is the uh, real victim. We, he is. We he is. He is America's. You victim. can go back and listen to that. That is. You know, episode, he got I don't fired and Trump got president. Yeah. yeah, he got a he got a big payday when he got fired. Though. Yeah, could well, you Trump imagine that? You get president. the fat check that you would have had to work for all at once. And all you had to do was say some dirty things behind closed doors. Man, I don't know. He can do anything he wants now. Billy Bush. <laughs> yeah, but nobody wants oh. to hang out with him. I don't know. I'll have him on strategy. the show if he wants to but, come on. But I, I, did, I would like for you guys to, if you're interested in talking about something else, I know it's it's fun to talk about racism Let's and hear you talk assault. about uh, foreign policy. But, right well, now. I'm asking, like, about the substantive difference between sort of non-interventionism and isolationism. For me, when I hear, uh, when I see an administration that in in one instance is potentially willing to have John Bolton be the guy mm-hmm. who today has talked about regime change in Iran and has previously talked about bombing Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one possibility. The other possibility is sort of perhaps maybe medium to longer term risks of, say, isolating a power like China, a 40% tariff, cutting them off economically as Donald Trump has threatened to do. And at the same time, sort of pulling back from the world stage militarily and not really giving a, 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 not really giving a shit about what they do in their sphere of influence in Asia, like that isn't really that's not non-interventionism. Non-interventionism for me is perhaps giving them some space with respect to their sphere of influence, but it's sure as hell not like an economic economic combat that ensues as well where we jack up the tariff on you and we isolate you economically because you need us more than we need you. It is fundamentally inaccurate, but that appears to be their point of view. And that seems to me dangerously ill-informed and potentially fraught with all sorts of danger. And I'm not sure if we aren't making a choice between sort of the short-term risk of 
bombing the hell out of Iran, going in bigger um, in places in the Middle East it, very soon and potentially costing thousands of lives. Um, and perhaps the long-term risk of inadvertently for them increasing the risk of a significant conflict with China in the long run by being somewhat non-interventionist but also economically um, isolationist. Let's let's do something before addressing this. Let's go – it's been how many days since the election? What are we, like nine, eight, ten, nine days or yeah. something? Let's do um, – let's see if we can get to ten uh, things that he's backtracked on already. Because uh, intervention in China are, are now part it's of a it. virtual wall. It's it's a virtual wall. It's a fence in places. That's one. Uh, Obama back, back to Clinton. And I right? like how he turned that to the interview. He's like, yeah, yeah. Wall someplace, friends go someplace because the terrain. You know, I know, I know. I'm very good at this. I'm very good <laughs> so at he, fences. He, he, he turned a, a fence ba- company. He turned a backtrack into a compliment of himself. <laughs> so, so the border wall is <laughs> now a fence. Amazing. The border wall is in parts now a fence, which is already the because case. Because he's the way. very good at this. He's yeah. not going to. He's not going to. He's not going to deport all of the illegals. He's no. going to try to Correct. keep pace with what the Obama administration. But yeah, do two million. Uh, who have committed crimes, and by the way, the Obama administration's at about 2.5 million yeah. right now. So Over the course of like almost eight, eight, eight years. years. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I think that's maybe his outlay. Sure. I have no idea. Okay, so um, he's so, walked that back. So he's walked back. Uh, we're on two now. Uh, healthcare. No, three. I think we're on three already. So healthcare uh, will uh, retain uh, keep a two, couple aspects of Obama. Yeah, the the tw- staying on your parents' pension twenty seven uh, pre existing conditions twenty six uh, twenty six or whatever. Um, I don't it's know. A, kids a partial a partial repeal, but we'll uh, give it a full number. Yeah, we'll give it like that's. I, I mean, even, he's back back to that. Uh, let's uh, a foreign policy. Even stuff. just rinse Priebus being Satan, basically treat like. Appointing he him, hate he, him. He, he hated him big sure. time. I think he maybe gets uh, one and a half for all of the hates. All the hates and having yeah. Mitt Romney yeah. now come in and and you know play yeah. croquet or whatever the hell they're doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a big one. Uh, you know, having floating two people for state and. That's Giuliani the hawk who never repudiated his support for the Iraq war. I mean, he's hitting Hillary on this nonstop. This is the biggest thing, worst thing she ever did. Oh, and by the way, the secretary of state's probably going to be the, a guy that still thinks it was a good idea. In, in Donald Trump said it was the worst move America ever made. As, yeah. as, worst move ever. Not foreign policy, worst move they ever made. And Rudy Giuliani was asked about this in, at the Wall Street Journal uh, thing in D.C. or wherever the other day. And he said the worst thing America ever did was leaving Iraq the way that it did. Which is the exact opposite of what Donald Trump said. Well, actually, Trump does say that we left Iraq wrong. Yeah, yeah he does. but he it should. But but, but he. Uh, but Giuliani says that we should have been there in the first place and never repudiated that support. I want to cut in. We're how, like, how many? We're, other, we're five like or five. Six? We're five. But There's I want to interject uh, uh, on Bolton just because Camille and I were in the room once with him on this. NATO too. Uh, we had not to brag. Uh, yeah, totally bragging. Uh, on uh, on the independence back in the day, we had Bolton on, and we were doing a show. I think the theme of old the show walrus face. Old uh, old. Is that old what you call him? Cuddles. We call him Cuddles. Cuddles. Cuddles the walrus. I, I actually, you know, I'm, I, 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 I enjoy yeah. talking with him uh, about things in, yeah. in green rooms more than most uh, uh, Fox guests necessarily. Rude. But um, no, I mean, just uh, like he's he's better than average. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like yeah. for conversation. But uh, anyways, we had him on, and I think the show was about Iraq, or the show was about George W. Bush. Uh, presidency or whatever was we talked to him about iraq and within 30 seconds he's like well you know you libertarians here the problem with you is that if you're not uh and this is like in 2014 if you are not in favor of deposing saddam hussein you are objectively pro 
Saddam Hussein. Like That's he quoted old. Orwell wrong, as you and I know, yeah, Michael, but sure. most people don't because they use that quote without understanding that Orwell repudiated it. And, and plus the context was a little bit kind of different Matt, than Matt the totally one that we lost in. it. There's I mean, also varying degrees of this, like Obama being like, you know, Trump, oh, NATO, cool with NATO. I mean, how many times did he scream about NATO? And by the way, that was Trump's, uh, that was Obama's best revenge. Because you have somebody yeah. like Donald Trump who for years is saying this guy's a Kenyan on his Twitter feed and just being a general menace. And then he in the general in the primary and then the general, he says he's the worst person to ever occupy the White House. Nobody ever. And then he gets in there. And because it's all theater to Trump, yeah. he's like, you know, I'm going to get in there. We'll be cool. We'll be cool. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And he gets in there and they're cool. And Obama, who's better at this than he is, says, you know, Donald Let's talk about NATO. And I, 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 mean, I don't know how this comes up, but he's like, yeah, I don't fucking mean that. The second he leaves, he's like, you know the speech I'm giving tomorrow? I'm going to drop that shit in there. And it was the most, it was like this subtle little repudiation of Trump when he says, like, I think he's going to be a pragmatist. Uh-huh. And then he just drops in these things in our conversation. He said he's totally cool with NATO. And then he runs on. He's like, that, that was a great little Obama slide. is trying to embed him in the institutions of yeah. American power yeah. and normalcy. And it's a really interesting dance to watch happen. And a huge part of that is, dude, you're going to defend the Baltics, right? Uh, it's yeah. that. I mean, it's seriously that. And he's trying to extract that in the first few days. And Trump is notoriously, you know, uh, influenced by the last person that he talked to. And he has this big gap between his rhetoric to win a campaign and, and uh, the way that he's going to govern. Some of that will be to the good. A lot of what we've talked about in this, not everything, but on this list are things that we approve of in terms of I'd rather have him go back against this shitty promise than actually uh, enact yeah, no, it. No, this is, this is the yeah, president where you hope that... He's lying when he get when he's nominated and when he wins the election. It's like mo- most people, you want them to be. T- I, mean, I hope they keep their promises. I hope that he breaks every promise that he's made. But let's also understand what cost that is coming at. Even if it's going in the right direction in those cases, which I think that it probably would, because the, the initial uh, starting bid was a terrible, terrible place that should have never been ratified by any sentient human being. But even if it's going in the right place, it's coming at a cost of like. We can all just totally bullshit forever when we're talking about politics. Yeah, uh, that's, that, was, that's, that was already the case. That was already the case. <laughs> already the case because that is that is but what more, every candidate does. But it's more the case. No, no. Uh, you, I think you, by a matter of you degree. recognize it more. He, no, I don't. No, honestly, I don't think, I think he's moved. A, I, think I don't think gap. he has moved the goalposts. He's not magic. Like everyone Johnson. who voted, everyone who mo- voted for him and believes and believes, or at least sets aside the fact that he's not telling the truth. Like, we all know that when candidate Obama is running for office and he promises to, I don't know, limit the scope of government and get rid of secrecy, all this other stuff that we've talked about in the past, and he doesn't do that. He actually does the opposite for eight years. He does the damn opposite. And instead, he's lionized. He didn't go back in 10 days. He didn't go back in the first 10 days of his president election. What I am demonstrating here is that it is already the status quo to say you'll do one thing and do another. I agree. And what happens is your party backs off and doesn't give a crap. Totally true, but there's a difference of degree. Let me finish. He has more than that, though. He has supporters. He has supporters who, no matter what he says or does, they're not just okay with it. They're like, fuck you for saying any different. I'm going to rape your grandmother. I'm not disputing any of that. What I'm telling Seriously. you is that these I mean, people were already they were that, already <laughs> breathing. They were already voting. This is the reality. He hasn't changed anything. It's where we are. He's exposed it. Perhaps this is the first time we're willing to acknowledge the situation we find ourselves in, but here it is. And things things change sharply. 
the political theater, the seriousness of all of this, the the protection it's that we beyond had, respectability. It's already been eviscerated. No, I agree, but it's it's you're beyond, right. It is beyond re, it's beyond, beyond respectability politics. politics. It took Obama at least a couple of days in office to start going back on things like the net spending cut. On right. we're going to reform entitlements. Uh-huh. We're not going to raise your taxes by even one single dime, which he said over and over again. But he actually had to be in power and to do things to demonstrate. Right. Oh, Trump, within the bounds Trump of respectable has, dishonesty. Trump. It, it is disrespectable, and that's and, and uh-huh. all of us in this room it's, criticized him in the moment for all of that. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is that Trump is doing this within the first nine days of a transition in which he, I don't think he's even gone out of his apartment yet, and he's already backtracked on that. I think that it's a matter of a degree that it's different. And, and to say that it's exactly the same, no, no, you're I missing think that is, is which, coming. What am I? Let, let me, Matt. Weirdly don't, close to the terrible Matt, phrase that I hate. do not misconstrue what I am saying. I am telling you that the saying. voters who voted for him, who are fine with this sort of compromise, with this level of dishonesty, this bold-faced, bare-faced democ- uh, 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 dishonesty, they were already voting. It was already a thing. Oh, yeah. He didn't magically change America. This is the way that we are. We are not serious about our politics. Before this happened, most voters were unable to tell you what party their governor was a member of. Most voters are unable to tell you the congressman that represents them. That is all. It who's is your, all of that is already true. Who's your congressman? I don't even know what district I live in. I have no idea what country <laughs> this is. This whole court is out of order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now I'm getting a little depressed. But what all, all I'm saying is it's already been screwed up, and maybe he has exposed it for us to see. And perhaps it's it's opening our I eyes and frightening us a bit. I think he's he's, yeah, he's absolutely. This is this it. is where this is where you and I disagree, and that's the extent of our disagreement. So when before no, you say what about ism or or something else, like that is it, because I'm not disputing any of the other things that you said. I am saying that all of the things you're concerned about, I'm concerned about them too. I actually think it's a bit more dire. It was already that bad. In fact, I think it's actually quite a bit worse than that. Yeah. So yeah. there it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, is, so now I'm the pessimist. Yeah, yeah. Can, can we maybe we change gears because we've yeah, been doing yeah, this for about yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk yeah. about can we talk about two things that are near and dear to my heart? Phil oh. Jackson. Well, westerns, Tombstone, my all time favorite movie. Yes, I love freaking really? westerns. Tombstone is the greatest movie in history. Ooh, okay. that was me. And the other no, thing no, that no, is also very important to me: oh, basketball. Uh-huh. I, I love mean, basketball. Obviously. Um, and, Westerns and basketball. And I wanted to talk <laughs> nice, about this. Nice uh, Saturday. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this. I divorced uh, Camille because it was all Westerns and basketball. <laughs> no or one Tracy. said no one ever. Um, LeBron James is uh, apparently having a beef with Phil Jackson. And I wanted to talk about this while you were here, Tim, because you have a, a podcast on Barstool Sports. Yeah. So you should be an expert on all of this. Uh, and you can fact it. check it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so as I understand it, Phil Jackson is a legendary basketball coach. Um and he is the president, general manager, I can't something of the New York Knicks. You can't help Mm-mm. with this. Okay. So that is entirely misleading. Yes. In either case, Phil Jackson giving a routine interview to ESPN is asked some sort of question and is talking about LeBron James and the Miami Heat. And in response to the question, he, is, he says uh, of LeBron, describing what Pat Riley would have been saying to LeBron in Miami when LeBron was there, um, that you can't hold up the whole team because you and your mom and your posse want to spend an extra night in Cleveland. I always, I always thought Pat had this really nice vibe with his guys, but something happened there in Miami where it broke down. I do know LeBron likes special treatment. He needs things his way. 
Now, personally, I'm a, I'm a big LeBron fan. Uh, and I hope that when he heard this criticism of Pat Riley that he, you know, wouldn't say anything. Let it roll off your back. You're the guy who just won a championship. You've done what no one else could do. Instead, uh, he did. Of course he wouldn't. He did this for, for those of us who haven't heard. Oh, wait. Yeah. We see the success that we had, but then there then is always someone that uh, lets you know how still, how far we still have to go as African-Americans. You know, and uh, I just don't believe that Phil Jackson would have used that same term if um, he was doing business with someone else, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, working with another team or he was uh, working with anybody in sports that was owning a team that wasn't African-American and they had a group of guys around him that he didn't agree with what they did. I don't think he would have called him a posse. Um, you know, but it just shows how far we still have to go. And, uh, you know, but it won't stop us uh, from doing what we need to do as a group. Um, I'll put together a great team. I'll empower some guys. Uh, that, uh, that, I think that's I think that's efficient. I mean, it's, we're, we're a long way from uh, Bull Connor's dog hose, <laughs> the, hoses and dogs. The offending when a word. billionaire is talking about another billionaire well, and saying, like, you know what you know, I want? Well, this is a the posse. most. Yeah. I want, like, <laughs> I want, I'd love to have people be like, oh, Cats always got so many people yeah. around her all the time. She just wants posse. to hang out in Cleveland with her posse. <laughs> that's the shit dreams are made of. Did, in my yeah, totally. now, did, did you all know that I would posse, hang out that with the posse was a racially charged word? Did no, I didn't. That, My no. white privilege left me unaware of no, that. I, well, the, the thing I to say about that is that posse is, <laughs> like, that's something that you would say in, like, a hip-hop context in the 90s. Yeah, 90, right. early, 90, early 90s. 90s. So 92. this is this is the thing. There are yeah. any like number crew. of explanations. Like, they came here with this crew. Like, the, crew. Can, the canine posse, which included Eddie Murphy's brother, by the way. Was uh, that a thing? Yeah. This they beat called mil- themselves that? Yeah, the, this beat is military. It was a great 12-inch. I had it, yeah. Huh. It was Eddie Murphy's other brother, not Charlie, but there was one in uh, in canine posse. Now, now I've yeah. really learned something. What's you your go. favorite Eddie Murphy single? Is it My Girl Likes I mean, it's Party All the Time. Because it's produced by Rick James. Put your mouth on me. It's I'm great. So, I'm sorry. Was that a was that a non sequitur? Eddie Murphy. Oh, it's an Eddie Murphy song. Yeah. Oh God, I thought you were trying. Okay, sorry. I was talking about cat. You're you're She was talking about the disgusting restaurant manager. Yeah, no, no. And podcast host. Uh, it was also a direction to you. Uh, uh, that that uh, Eddie Mur- the best Eddie Murphy song is clearly party party all the time. Just because uh, Rick James produced it, he's in the video. And he does true. like a bass solo in it. It's also good. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. That's yeah. also good. Yeah. But 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 at any rate, LeBron James bravely says that he will stand up to Phil Jackson's evil, and he will not let. But will the he use, kneel the down use of the during, word posse during, during the stop him anthem? from being successful? Really at hard everything. to overcome something like yeah. that. And I mean, LeBron, we know that no one has been sort of as downtrodden as denigrated, but, you as know, taken advantage of as LeBron James, the greatest single basketball player in the history of the universe, I, wealthiest, super-duper, mega-star, television star, television producer. I love LeBron because so he awful. does play like, the, you know, he's like, I'm the best. I think you know, if you ever best. if you ever go to if you ever go to like an you know an open like an open like a comedy show or an open mic in, in New York City, there's always these hipster dudes who are trying to I think they must be trying to be like cute or cool or funny. They get on stage being like, "Oh, I have the smallest dick ever, and no yeah. one will ever have sex yeah. with me." And they yeah. think like, and they're wearing a T-shirt that's like, "This is what a feminist looks like," and yeah. like that's the, the future, way of trying the to fuck people. Yeah. yeah, the future's female, yeah. but LeBron's like, "I'm the fucking best." <laughs> yeah, and th- th- we need more of that. Yeah, I except, totally support that. Except when Phil Jackson says "posse," he he starts to wilt. 
Well, yeah. he wasn't really wilting, so, you know, I mean, you know, he we're was, all talking he, about LeBron. He was saying that he was going to move on from this very difficult moment in his life right, pretty after funny. Phil Jackson said uh, a word um, that was uh, apparently racially charged. Uh, you know, these things, I think, are very instructive for me because I didn't know that that was racially charged. And if I had said that, <laughs> I would have been like, I, I, like, I'm seriously that guy. They're like... Dude, you can't. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But Seriously? so many. Like, I, I remember someone. Yeah, but I, you would have said it with like a Jesse Jackson accent. But so many words are like that. Like the word hysterical. You know, it's like what they describe like <laughs> when women based on their uterus. has lost its resonance. <laughs> when my grape has turned into a raisin. <laughs> I mean. Blame my head. I charge it to my head and not to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get posse in there. Get posse in there, dude. But, by the way, that's the idea. No, don't say talked, posse. Have we talked about this in the past? That the the, the Jaime Town apology speech in the 1984 DNC is the best speech of all time. Listen to Jesse Jackson's uh, apology speech in '84 uh, DNC, and it is so good. He's like a cheering crowd. <laughs> he's he's uh, up there uh, in front of like 40,000 people. Gives a great speech, uh, apologizing for for calling uh, New York Jews Jaime's. You know, it's a good, it is actually, oh, well, I met Jesse Jackson uh, a couple it. weeks ago, by the way. I interviewed him. Did I tell you about that? No, did you talk to him about yeah, that? Yeah, I talked to him. Well, no, I was going to ask him, but I think he's a little, I think he's a little gone. Because oh. I, because I got, um, there was this big crush. It was at a Hillary event where Michelle Obama was speaking in uh, Winston-Salem. And there was this crush of people because because um, he, he came off the bus. And I told my producer, I was like, "Can you can you go up there and see me and get Jesse?" And she just did work this magic because she's amazing. And there's like this huge circle of people trying to take pictures, and they're like waving me in. And I went in, and I asked Jesse Jackson, I was like, you know, I can't remember what it was like. Michelle Obama's here tonight. Like, you know, what do you think? Blah blah blah. And he was like, and he found my my name. He was like, Michael. What a humming thing on sometimes. And the thing, and I'm like, are we getting this to the audio guy? And he's like, I, I don't know. It's, it's all clicks and buzzes. I have no idea. And I was like, hey, is Mike working? Is this Mike working? It's like, no, he just talks like that. It's it was racist. like the weird, I, it may, it's maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but it was just Jackson's. That cadence, up and down cadence, but now he's so he's old. Swallowing okay, his, so he's I worked swallowing at, his I worked at <laughs> KFI in, in Los Angeles, and there was literally a contest on the radio. It was, what did Jesse Jackson say? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> that's right. That's that's right. And they would play that's something you said. You and would knowing call KFI, in. that's totally yeah, right. Yeah, and you would call in and try to guess what Jesse Jackson said. If you got it right, you win. Was that, that, was that, that done is by, not uh, racist. That is so uh, racist. It's not uh, racist. It's hard to tell what he thought. Was it Tim Conway Jr.'s show? That's John and Ken. Yeah, John and Ken. When it's actually challenging, to understand what someone is saying and you are making fun of that attribute of their person, even if you are a racist, the act of doing that is not I, racist. I, I, you really I, cannot I, understand I agree. what he does. I agree because um, no one ever gives me a hard time when I make fun of like Scottish people that I know for like, oh, skating are fine. That's going to happen. it up around, you fucking bastard. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. And everyone's like, oh, that's fine. And I'm like, just say And they're like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? You fascist. You're like running Trump's camp. It's really not nice to make fun of Alex Massey like that. <laughs> Alex Massey? I haven't well, seen him in a long time. Matt, I don't know, I I don't know what Massey. you think about uh, using the word posse in a contemporary context or, or Phil Jackson's. Phil Jackson's racism. like 72 years old. I remember going yeah. to a Laker game when I was about five. My dad used to have season tickets before uh, uh, they got expensive. And. Uh, and this is back, like, in the tail end of when the Knicks used to be good uh, and still had some of the players from back when they were, like Willis Reed and whatever. And uh, it's my first exposure to Phil Jackson. Uh, he comes out, and 
you imagine the like uh, 70s uh, uh, costume. So it's like pre John Stockton shorts. It's just awful. And uh, and Phil Jackson is like the sixth of the seventh man off the Lakers and actually or off the uh, Knicks and the Lakers about that. Their sixth and seventh man back time was a. Pat Riley. He was like an yeah. angry, red-faced f- drunk from Kentucky. But uh, Jackson comes out, and he's just got the worst, like, sort the amount, of... By the way, the amount of defamation on this show, oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Totally, well, I haven't even gotten to the Jufro yet. Uh, Jackson had this huge Jufro and, like, the Stossel mustache, and he's got hair coming out of his armpits everywhere, and these I remember these two guys behind us, they're like, hey, it's Phil Axton Jackson, and, uh, and they're laughing because he looks so terrible. He's got that sunken 1970s chest, you yeah, know what I'm talking great. about with the yeah. athletes? And they're like, that's not yeah. Phil Axton. Jackson, that's Phil Animal Jackson, and everyone was just laughing and laughing at what a terrible, ugly, oh, hippie white boy he was there, playing for the Knicks in 1973. Going back to the, like the, the word posse specifically itself, mm-hmm. there's so many words that are like that, like the word hysterical. It's like, right. you know, it's his, with, uh, hysteri- yeah, yeah. His, his, uh, hysteria, when they used to blame anything, a woman, uh, she, oh, it's her uterus making her crazy. So that's like historically a but, gender I mean, that's just charged a word. That's a science fact. Uh, but, you know, at times. Thug. Yeah. But, 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 you know, like if you're like, oh, that's hysterical, literally people be like, you know, police be like that. I could just be like, wow. We still have so far to go as women, which we do as women, but I'm not going to flip shit over that. Oh, do you? you know? Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah absolutely. They have a lo- women have a, a long way to go on this podcast because she's only a second, the second female guest we've had, right? Yeah. She might be the, some, she's uh, the first one in the studio. I got yeah. some guff last night. So we've had a lot of social events in New York this past uh, week, uh-huh. uh, of which at least Camille has gone to because uh, Hollywood over here reason, has been, uh, reason events. been doing some other stuff. Uh, yeah, but you? a lot of fans of the podcast, and I mm-hmm. want to say thank you to all of them. But at least a couple of people last night said, like, hey, where are the ladies at? Where's, where's Catherine Mangan? You guys, you're, you're fucking libertarians. Where are the ladies at? Well, Anybody at <laughs> libertarian events asking that question? They've never fucking met a right libertarian here. before. I could have made it yesterday. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, she's the one. And she was at, like, so in we were, so we were Canarsie, down 60%. like, arguing with a, 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 a NYPD cop. Was that yesterday? No, that was the last summer. I've changed a lot since then. What was the, was that was yesterday the meet or was that tonight? The meet was tonight. Might be tonight. I'm sorry. I'm I was on the National tip. Review cruise. That well, was, that was, yeah. You were so still on I the got off the boat yesterday. Oh my God! Did yeah. you hook up with John O'Sullivan? Sorry. Oh my God! No, I did not. You don't. You don't have Can to I talk. Ask who it was? You don't have to talk about that. <laughs> who, who, who you don't have to it? talk about that if you don't want to. You don't. Don't do that. Moynihan. What? what? It's. Am I gendering it? It's yes. Gendered. It's gender. Everything you're saying. It's called to me slut is shaming. It's I would, By the way, if Jonah Goldberg was here, suggesting that I've I'd be ever like, hooked up with anyone is slut shaming. Suggesting right. that yeah. I've never hooked up with anyone is slut shaming. If Jonah Goldberg is here and he was like, I'd be like, did you hook up with Cat Tim? It's the same thing. I'm not even married. Why would I have hooked up with anybody? Yeah. That. That would be wrong. You can't. Obviously. You gotta be married. Well, uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I don't know why you guys are well, laughing. I don't know about why that. this is coming at minute seventy-two <laughs> in the podcast. That's what you want to peek. Well, but that was some insight from uh, Tim. Yeah. Well, if it, if it wasn't already clear, um, I think no that... ringy, no dingy. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the tattoo on the on the side of your arm there that says that? Is that uh, it's yeah. in Latin? No, the tattoo's somewhere else. <laughs> oh, God. No. Is the dolphin jumping? Or yeah. is, it, is it lying down? Uh, well, it's jumping. A lot of hope. Dear God. <laughs> if, if it wasn't already clear, I thought that uh, yeah. LeBron's comments were stupid and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but but the, the thing that really, that really stood out to me and is somewhat galling is LeBron's crew like used to refer to themselves as the four horsemen look like, nobody why are you gonna buy the, the cow if you the get the milk horsemen. for free no that is an unrelated point <laughs> jeez tim uh, you know there is a 
six drink minimum. True love yeah. weights. Yeah. True Jeez. love weights. Let yeah. go, let God. Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> I just. What are those things like chastity balls? Have you, do you know what? what? They, no, I don't know what chastity they, balls they, are. They chast- like they're like balls, <laughs> not like balls. I just can't. But like they they, they go and they have dan- like dances and stuff. We I, oh. somebody a friend of mine did a piece on them and like they're huge and they're like massive things oh, yeah. like like uh, Sun Young Moon type things where everyone goes and there's chastity balls. Or People dances. don't know. It's the only place I feel comfortable. Dance. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's where I feel. At the chastity ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I mean I can't control myself. So then I know I'm like why even bother? I'm just gonna go outside and you know have a pop. What are you looking a at pop? me like that for? Is that a euphemism? Yeah, it is. Obviously. Figure it out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Do we have any more work to do here no, today? No, no. Somebody wrote this. Do you guys have something? No, everything that anyone's written in the past eight days has been fucking idiotic. I kind of. I, I mean, what do, like how do we? How do we narrow it down? Well, that's just it. That is our responsibility, Moynihan. Uh, maybe, maybe the one Mark that... Thiessen wrote a piece in the Washington Post today. Former Bush uh, speechwriter, and the whole thrust of it is that we can't take Rand Paul's criticism of John Bolton seriously mm. because. John Bolton was mean to Rand Paul, and probably Rand Paul is mad about that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was it. Hurt so feelings. true. Hurt that was feelings. it. 750 words. Um, let's see. I, I, I have... Yeah, but Rand Paul hit Giuliani, too, on something similar, Of course. So I don't really know if that's... Totally, totally. No, it was... and it, 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 uh, It's as if... Uh, you you know, uh, actual beliefs about actual stuff doesn't matter, and somebody said something mean about somebody once. Um, and so whenever I am... Saying something mean about Mark Taste Thiessen. Um You have a really hard time with his name, don't you? Ah, I think it's uh, you know, it's my own vowels and um, places. You know. Um, let me see. Uh, there is a slate has been on a tear. They they really have really really bad stuff. I will say I will say the opposite of somebody that wrote this was the onion the onion headline this week. Uh, <laughs> it's the first in the series that is very rare. Some genius wrote this. Is the onion head, the onion headline? <laughs> DNC, DNC aiming to reconnect with working class Americans with new Hamilton inspired Lena Dunham web series. <laughs> with a great picture of her, too. It's, um, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> Hamilton inspired Lena Dunham web series. I could totally believe that. The funniest thing. I could I've... completely believe that. Yeah. Um, um, this, and I just, my favorite, uh, some idiot wrote this line uh, of the week in, in the New York Times. I think the, the piece was by, it probably was by Lindy West. She seems, she seems to be responsible for most of this stuff. Uh, it was a, t- a line in the New York Times. We have proof in exit polls that, w- <laughs> that, sorry, that white women will pawn their humanity for the safety of white supremacy. That's true. I do it every day when I wake up. <laughs> That's what my poster yeah. says above my bed, actually. It's really yeah. weird. There's a link here to the Cat Pawn podcast. <laughs> right? It goes directly. Your humanity. Yes. Yeah, it's not. And by the way, it's not even some idiot because the content's idiotic, which is true. It's just it's also incoherent. So we have proof in exit polls that white so women go to the will pawn, pawn their humanity. I got for this the humanity same, yeah. in a, like a sack. Yeah. Yeah, and then you well, get a George Lincoln Rockwell shirt in exchange. <laughs> it's, look, look it up, kids. But it's, the it's younger not, ones. It's not there. really incoherent, and she genuinely. I mean, means it's sort of the way it's written. It is. Yes. Yeah, but she genuinely means it. As, and then the uh, the uh, a slate headline: uh, Donald Trump's victory proves that America hates women. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's true. I'm I just think, saying I don't know if I that's think true. Pretty much for me, pretty much every single article written um, that begins with Donald Trump's victory proves or Hillary Clinton's loss proves 
Um, oh, I clicked you over. Can disbelieve all of those. I things. clicked over on Slate the same day uh-huh. uh, to the other headline that was nestled in that channel on the right. The electoral the electoral college is an instrument of white supremacy yeah. and sexism. There's, a, there's an M dash. Yeah. You see the M dash there? That's nice. Because it's like it's a pause. Like, wait, what's going to come next? Oh, sexism. sexism. Idaho yeah. gets two votes. Yeah. <laughs> So there's been a lot. There's been a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, or by good you mean awful. Uh, yeah. The awful stuff, the best stuff. Well, you know what? It's it's nice that you gave them a grab bag, um, because I mean, next week is Thanksgiving. It is the the time of year when we all get together with our families, eat turkey, watch the Cowboys beat up on someone. Um, No, I I think we're gonna take the week. Off. Oh man, I'm not Ooh. like I got a dark week. We didn't. We're not doing the show next. No, week. let's um, do it. Let's do it. We're Come gonna on. do it. Let's do it. I don't know if we can do it. I don't know if the Moynihan's dark. If I'm you know available. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what we can do. All can right. you? Can you? We'll see what we can do for the people her to come back. Please. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's like fine. not necessary to say. You <laughs> no, I mean, talk I mean, about me behind my back like a normal fucking person. By the way, by the way, Tim. You're literally on Facebook right now. <laughs> you were looking at you were looking at somebody's profile picture. Who was it? Um, I don't know. It was. I, I sometimes I look at my friend request. She's and I allowed to Facebook people stalk people. And, yeah, you were on your phone the whole time. You got your phone in your hand he's right doing now. Research. It's between my legs. Actually. It's like right. That's totally like way right? way more normal. Yeah, totally. Well, we. We are you delighted that you stopped by. I'm going to continue to try to close this out while they talk, uh, because I I keep it together. I try to be professional. Try to steer the ship here. So for uh, Michael Moynihan, can Kat we just Temp point out that that sound Mike that you've Welch. been hearing the entire time is Cat Temp smoking her vape? Well, she's not like smoking a, like it; a she's vaping. Fucking juggalo! You because, also because... vape my vape. <laughs> I did actually. You also vape my vape. I did. I you did. picked it up. Th- I dropped it on the floor, and I, I, know, didn't, I, I didn't even it eat it up. You picked it up and you vaped it. I did. I did. I'll and get, you also I... finished your Kahlua first. So I yeah, as I was saying, thanks so much for uh, stopping by. Uh, this has been the uh, fifth column. I hope that you found it elucidating and entertaining. And uh, damn it, uh, I'm a little sorry. I am. Don't say that. Don't. I'm kidding. I'm not sorry at all. There you go. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving next week. We may be back. If we're not, we'll see you the week after. Um, but this was a little long. This is good for your drive to grandma's. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. We're gone. We, we, we know of new methods of attack. Trojan Hawk, the